0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash realm rules and restrictions may apply. IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time powered by how long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. Listen! Well, hello there, Super SuperNinFriendos. What is going on? It is episode 588 of Nintendo Voice Chat. I am your host, Seth Macy. With me here today is Bear Schneider. Good day, Mr. Macy. Hello, hello. And industry legend, Cat Bailey.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you are having a wonderful day of feasting.
0: Yes, I hope everyone is gorging themselves on all the <laughs> sweet meats and treats that come with this part of the season. And speaking of holidays, This is a little bit of a different show because today we are going to be grading the Nintendo holiday season so far. And as you know, you have uh, by the time this airs, I think uh, 30 days left to shop. And if you're Mm. holding off, don't because I don't know if you've been paying attention, but retail is a a disaster this year. So if you've been putting it off, stop doing that immediately. Let's talk about Nintendo's holiday offerings for two thousand we have of course the swolet which is the switch oled model if you can find it uh, mm. animal crossing has the dlc which is changes the game enormously there's hyrule warriors dlc uh, smash got sora kind of a big deal the last fighter for that enormous game a uh, little little indie title called metroid dread is out right now mario party superstars uh, of course we've got pokemon Brilliant diamond and shining pearl, which was unfortunately <laughs> marred by leaks ahead of time, but that's okay. Zelda's these excuse me, the Game and Watch Legend of Zelda edition, Big Brain Academy, which I was not aware of. uh The N sixty four games and Genesis on the Switch Online expansion, which was marred by controversy. And mm-hmm. third party, we have Shimagami Tensei Five, Death's Door coming up, Kotor, and of course the GTA trilogy. Just kidding. Don't don't buy that one. That one gets an F. But oh, yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> can't even say an A for effort. You gotta be like, well, I guess like a like a D for effort.
1: It tried actually. No, it didn't. Never no, mind.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no. So what are we thinking? How is how is uh is Nintendo looking uh, going into this holiday season? Cat. What what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I give Nintendo's holiday season an E or exceeds expectations.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: no. was going into this holiday season. I was like, I don't know. There are a lot of question marks. How will Metroid Dread do? Will the Switch OLED be the upgrade that people want? Can Shimigami Tensei Five be kind of a tentpole release? Does Nintendo have a tentpole release? The answer is yes. The Nintendo Switch OLED did in fact, uh, manage to provide real value. Metroid Dread ended up being that temple release that get, got in all of the game of the year list. And when I look from top to bottom from the Switch's holiday offerings, I'm like, this is actually a really good year for Nintendo. I think yeah. arguably better than last year.
0: Yeah, it, I'm kind of the same way. It wasn't until you, know, you were putting this list together in real time ahead of the show and breaking the fourth wall here that, you know, and standing back and looking at it, I'm like, actually, yeah, Nintendo's got a, a pretty solid. Holiday lineup, um, especially when you compare it to what its major competitors have going on. I mean, uh, Forza is a huge, huge deal, and Halo is a huge deal. But uh, Nintendo
1: doesn't have anything nearly as big as Halo. I'm that's sorry true, to say,
0: but you can actually just probably go and get a Switch, or you already have a Switch. That's, I think, the biggest bottleneck for both of its competitors is you still can barely get one of their consoles. Now, granted, you can't really get the Switch OLED that easily either. But you can still get a switch fairly easily. So. Yeah. But I have I've
2: a, a few friends who, when the uh, the Switch OLED came out, said, I'll get it later. And now it's constantly asking if anybody's seen them in stock. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you slept on the OLED, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder. So if you do see one on shelves and you want it for later, just grab it now. Um, I'm my my assessment of the holiday of nintendo's holiday this year would be a b plus and that's because you know precisely looking at the competition and seeing you know what a a, an amazing game um xbox has with Forza horizon 5 and then obviously halo coming out it's got strong third-party stuff from Yubi and others um i feel like there's just one big title missing for for switch this year and Mm. You know, I hate to say it because like Metroid Dread is really, really cool, but like as a g- kind of like taking myself out of the equation and thinking about the the game playing audience, it isn't the same as a 3D Mario, a 3D Zelda, or yeah, even a 3D true. Metroid, right? And then Mario Party Superstars is kind of like a return to classic Mario Party, so it's a it's a really good game, but it's a collection. Pokemon is a is an adaptation of an old game and so like i'm missing that one big original either new ip like when splatoon originally came out or you know like a a major mainline 3d game that said all the games that are out are really cool I love that we got the Zelda Game & Watch, which adds like, you know, it's kind of this season's Nintendo, little Nintendo hardware toy concept, right? Like, uh, and, and then, yeah, it's great to see some third party stuff like um, SMT5 standing out. But again, we're we're also missing the top selling games on the market. Not that I'm like clamoring to play a Call of Duty game on my Switch, but like there isn't that sort of like, there's nothing to like scratch that shooter itch like there is with uh with you know call of duty far cry um battlefield all that hitting the other consoles so that that's my one note
1: thank god (laughs) it's
2: okay yeah it's okay
1: (laughs) the switch is an alternative system it's an alternative thing that has a lot of stuff that you can't get on the other consoles And even though metroid dread is not you know a probably it's not going to sell anything near what halo infinite is it's arguably the game of the year yeah the best game of the year is arguably on Nintendo Switch this year, yes. yeah. Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I just, you know, I, I, I was hoping for a little bit more creativity or support from third parties. And like, it is very clear that we're back to, we're not back to the N64 days, but it's like the Nintendo franchises count, you know, and then you've got a couple of standouts from classic partners like Atlas and Capcom that make the Switch great, right? Like Monster Hunter is a really big deal to be so central to to Switch, um, and you know SMT five, obviously now. But yeah, we're but but we're but we're missing. I'm planning to play it on the on the flight over. I'm flying to Germany this weekend, so I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. play a bunch of SMT five, but um. Make sure yeah, that I'm, you. I'm, you have I, your console. I'm missing. I'm missing some third party creativity, and you know, like there's no there's no cool Switch experiment from Ubisoft this time, right? They always really early when a new Nintendo console co- console comes out, they'll give us something interesting, like you know, their take on Star Fox or their take on Mario, all of that. Um, so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what what's happening there, whether we get a little bit more because the Switch is a success. No, con- no company can now argue that they're waiting and seeing how Switch does. It's working really well. It's working really well for indies,
0: too. So yeah. I, I want to I see some more third-party support. I mean, it's, you can't argue that Switch is the absolute best way to play the hottest indies of 2016. I think. Oh, right. that's no, mean, I don't mean like, that. I like every
1: every 80s like, came out on Switch first. I, that's right. Oh
0: I'm just. It, it's great for there. There are a lot. There's so many. Obviously, there's so many indie games on on Steam that maybe didn't get the chance to shine yeah. quite as brightly as they do on the Switch. And that's not a knock that you know a game from 2016 the indie game is coming to Switch now or whatever. I can't think of any particular examples. I think it's actually awesome that uh, the Switch has become this sort of indie powerhouse machine. And I think it's better than the alternative, like back in the day when Call of Duty came to every system, like including the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo DS. It's good that they don't do that anymore. perfect Uh,
1: companion system. You buy a PS5 and you buy a Switch and you're going to get a huge cross-section of all the best games that are coming out at any given moment. And returning to your comment earlier, Pair, about how maybe the Switch is... Kind of the same as Nintendo has been, where the tentpole Nintendo releases matter, and then there's a smattering of third-party support. I agree to an extent, but indie has been the Switch's secret weapon this entire generation because indie games just work so darn well on mm-hmm. the thing, and they fill in so many gaps. And then even if you're just looking at this year's holiday season, we got Death Store coming out on November 23rd, arguably one of the best games coming out this year. It's going to look great on Switch. And then you also have Eastward, which came out earlier this year. And I think it's one of the more underrated action RPGs. That game is freaking gorgeous on the Switch, too. You got to play it in OLED. Oh, my gosh. So like, yeah, there are actually a fair number of games that even if they are kind of flying a little more under the radar, I would say there's a pretty healthy indie selection and a real strong pipeline coming from Steam to the Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah, I think that's that. Look, that's the big difference to the N64. and And, you know, later GameCube days is that, there, there is this living the eShop really came alive with switch right where an mm-hmm. indie can come out three years after it debuted on steam and actually find an audience and a really big audience on switch too um no i i gotta i gotta play eastward i haven't played eastward yet um i take your recommendation i'll, I'll download that too um there's some interesting gems in nintendo switch's lineup that we don't talk about um a lot but like it's so weird to me like Snow Runner is on the Switch, and Snow Runner, you know, it's something that caught my eye when it—I think it hit Game Pass um, uh, this this year. And I played it, and it's basically it's a it's a car PG in a way where like okay. the entire game is about getting your car unstuck from the mud and snow. <laughs> um and uh you know using winches to pull out trailers Wait, it's like it's, it's a survival switch. game with cars yeah and it's on switch right like they're these weird games that we don't talk about very often because they've released with very little fanfare and i'm sure they find some niche audiences within the the switch community as well and like S- snow is a is a competent port actually um a couple more like when you
0: start digging. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, um beautiful uh, game. I did Love not it. know this was on Switch. This game speaks to me on very many different levels. It, it slaps. It's, it, it's a great it, game.
2: It just it will make me it will make you so mad though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> like what you're seeing right now is you know, cars being stuck in in water or in mud, and like that's what it's like. You're you're literally fighting for an hour with one hill. Um but, it, but it's just really fun, and like I think it's a it's a pretty good game to play on the go, too. Awesome.
0: Uh, that reminds mm-hmm. me actually, speaking of pretty good games that we didn't put on the list. Uh Loop Hero is coming to Switch on December 9th. That's right. That's right. And that was just announced on the day that we're recording this. So yep. that is the best game to this year. Absolutely, yeah. And since that game released, I've been like I've been wanting it to be on Switch, and then they announced that it is, and it's like, hooray, now we know December 9th. This game is coming and I love this game a whole lot. And I played it pretty much exclusively for like two weeks when it first came out. And then whatever, something happened. I saw a shiny object in the distance and (laughs) was drawn to that. But yeah,
1: other video games. (laughs) So
0: So, yeah, all (laughs) the damn time. But no, uh, what's perfect?
2: yeah, so what's left? We've got obviously we have um we have Pokemon Now. Yes. So that's 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 a big one, albeit a, a, a re-release, of course, a, mm. a re remake, redo, whatever. Um and then we've got Big Brain Academy is about to hit to the demo is out right now so anybody can play it it is exactly if you played the originals um you know all the big brain and and game and brain training titles it's exactly like that it works really well on switch because of the touch screen it is you you can use your controller and select things but it's just so much faster to just tap the screen the demo is super limited it just lets mm. you three uh, play three different uh, of these kind of Brain teaser mini games. Like one is, you know, it shows you uh, some objects, and then you have to quickly find them on the screen and select them. Awesome. The other one is like uh, the other one is the balloon pop, which is a returning one where you have to pop the balloons in the order of the numbers. So like smallest number first, and then it starts going in the minus numbers, and then it breaks your brain. All that. <laughs> um, it's a it's a really fun casual game. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's not breaking any new ground, so it's it's kind of like a, a greatest hits uh, re release return.
0: I will you can try it out. Try
2: out the, the demo. To
0: see how that one does. Since there's probably so many people who this will be their first introduction to the, yep. the Big Brain Academy um, games, because Switches sort of has almost the same audience that the Wii did, but there was nothing like this on Wii, and of course yep. on DS, and so it'll be kind of interesting to see if that sort such of such a weird
1: off. artifact from the mid 2000s yeah. Nintendo. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, they they basically invented, well, it was something that was popular on, on on phones too, but they invented this kind of genre of brain training games and in a way created the digital version of the Sudoku craze for a while. And then it just kind of went away, right? Just like Wii Fit went away and then comes back with Ring Fit and... We'll see if it does well. There are a couple of other games. There's uh, Danganronpa Decadence is coming uh, to Switch in December. Oh, um, Super Impossible Road, uh, which is kind of like an extreme G ish racing game that was popular on on phones. There, there are a couple of notable, interesting games. There's um, there's a, a remaster of Pookie and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember the the old um, uh, marvelous uh, uh, shooting game with the raccoon and the the you know the, the priest priestess. Uh I love the original on the Super NES. That's still supposed to come this year. We'll we'll see if it makes it.
1: There's a Monster Rancher one and two anniversary edition, I guess, that I literally just learned about today. Because yeah. Yeah. we're doing a tournament around it or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's a
2: Monster yeah. Rancher. Yeah, that's that's uh in December. I think Yu Gi Oh is still supposed to come. Are we getting Outer Wilds too on Switch? I thought we were. Like yeah.
1: I, I know that the DLC is out now, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Outer Wilds. It might already be out. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, but. gone. One that
1: thing I want to highlight us. is I said that Nintendo exceeded expectations with the Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. an area did not exceed expectations and was a whole thing for an entire week was the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. Yeah. And we, at the time, kind of were going, ooh, so we're getting that much of a jump in terms of the actual amount of money. And we're getting some pretty bad n64 ports or very mixed very variable n64 ports and until gta trilogy came around people were (laughs) fairly mad about that and then everybody Uh, got mad about gta trilogy
0: instead
1: so i think that is one area in which nintendo fell flat a little bit and the question that i have is did the dlc the happy home paradise dlc ultimately make it worth
2: I, I think so. Like as a as someone who, you know, disconnected from Animal Crossing wanted a reason to come back. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um and you know, also the the free DLC update um gave me some new stuff to do. So I I do think it's it's worth it. And like if one of the strategies is to bundle the DLC for free, right? Like they could have bundled the Hyrule Warriors DLC as well. I, I think that's a kind of a cool plan because it encourages First of all, it supports Nintendo's first-party efforts, which are the most popular games, and it gives you maybe gives you additional incentive to check those games out. But more importantly, revisit them because you're getting this as a value. Yeah. Uh, And then, Kat, the other thing around Switch Online is that um, it's just so poorly defined. Like, I understand Game Pass, you know, Xbox Live Gold, you know. PlayStation, you know, plus lineup, like you, you kind of like they built up this expectation that there is a small number of games that hit every month, and then Game Pass, obviously, is a little different. Um, And you, you understand what you're paying for with Switch Online. It's still so confusing because we're sitting here asking, would it be a good strategy to bundle DLC, and and was it a good strategy? We don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know if this will ever be repeated, or if it was just a carrot to get you in, and then hope that you forget that you subscribe. (laughs) And then with N64 and Genesis games, yeah, they showed us Paper Mario and Banjo-Kazooie on the horizon, but no indication as to when, no idea of cadence. Like, do we get a new game every month? Do we not see games for six months and I'm just paying for nothing? Like, it's so strange. I don't understand it.
1: We get our PS Plus and our Game Pass games on kind of a fixed schedule every Mm -hmm. month. We know when to expect new stuff. And Nintendo will announce in a press release at five PM on a Thursday <laughs> that they're releasing some new NES games like Joe and Mac. Yep. Enjoy.
2: Or and you'll yeah, go, Mac too.
0: What? Oh, no,
2: and okay. it's, the, sure. it's the it's the it's the Advents Calendar um concept, right? I don't know if you guys grew up with Advents calendars where you open little door every day, right? Like oh, very yeah, popular in, in Europe. Cool. Yeah. And it's uh uh um I, I we actually have, I got one for my wife, so uh, we, we need to make sure that the kids don't eat everything before that day. <laughs> but um, no, like they, they, you know what to expect. And it's not that the chocolate is better, but it, but you anticipate opening the door and seeing what the shape is and, and getting getting your chocolate every day. And... and that's that's how these services work. You're looking forward to the announcement of what will be included next month. With Game Pass, you're looking forward to seeing what game you don't have to buy, like which major game will be included or in the which service game at did launch. You just like
0: buy that's now free.
2: Well, I mean, they they do tell you in advance, right? Like, you knew Forza Horizon 5 was going to be included, so you didn't have to buy it unless you wanted to play it early, which is nickel and dime.
0: Oh, no, no, I meant whatever. Like PlayStation. Yeah. It seems like on the uh, on PlayStation 3 oh, games, it's like, oh, I just bought with, this game six weeks ago. All with right. PS Plus, yeah, yeah, because the games are not there at launch, right?
2: So you do get that where you go like, well, you know, as a hardcore gamer, you might have bought a bunch of that stuff, but you still anticipate the announcement of what's included. And with Nintendo Online, yeah. it's like,
0: When was the last time that they did a drop, other than you know for obviously for the N64 and the Genesis earlier? But a while those really bad Super NES games that we're joking Um, about last. Yeah, last last episode. I feel, and I might have just you know made this memory up, but I feel like when they announced Nintendo Switch Online, they said we were going to get monthly you know, additions. Mm, No, you're making that up. Yeah. Yeah, See, that was, they they did the, they did the, don't worry about it. thing.
1: You're only like, that's what you want. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, I mean, they have, they've data mined a whole bunch of games that will be coming Mm -hmm. at some point, but the DLC, which by the way, I really enjoy the happy home paradise DLC. It's been more fun than I expected. And it adds so much premium furniture and it's Mm -hmm. had some really wonderful interactions with my villagers great piece of content it feels like a throw in to this like they looked at it and were like you know i don't think n64 and sega genesis games are going to get enough people to uh, sign up for a higher tier yeah let's throw yeah. in a uh, animal crossing dlc to
2: yeah people to buy i i mean i guarantee you the the discussion with any subscription service internally at a company always starts with hey we need to raise prices you know, we need to make more from what the audience. More
1: money.
2: Yeah. And and like when you have third party games included, right, you owe royalties to those third parties. And so the cost of a service like that, unless you drop games out, will just keep on increasing, right? So yeah. you get to a point, in, you know, that's why Netflix drops movies all the time, right? You get to a point where they have to raise the cost to make it worth their while to keep paying third parties. Yeah. Um, but it's like, as a consumer, I don't care, right? Like, I'm, I need you to tell me what is the value, because I already forgot that you had some third-party games two years ago on the service. Yeah. Um, well,
0: game, game Pass drops games out. We just don't really think of it as that. Mm-hmm. I kind of think a Game Pass is like, oh, I've got access to these games forever. But no, games, yeah. it's like Netflix. It, games will leave exactly. the, uh, the, uh, the Game Pass service. But here, the- what, what, was your, uh, what was your ranking for their holiday, or your grading? My grading, yeah, I would give it a B plus. plus. And I, first of all,
2: Metroid Dread is just fantastic. And like, I don't want it to sound like Metroid Dread gets a B plus from me. That's a that's an A game. It's absolutely wonderful, completely like just past my expectations. Like, I didn't know that team could make a game that great. Um, and I like the I like the DLC. I like the Switch OLED but it comes with a caveat that it's just a more expensive system with a nicer screen, right? Like they harder to th- and that that's what ultimately pushes down my rating a little bit. You know, I like Mario Party but it is a return to the classics. I like Pokemon but it's a return it to is, the classics. Yeah, okay. That that that's why I'm not A.
0: Not M- or or what, what what did you have E? E cat. I e. was E. E. And I am going to give Nintendo's holiday season a seven out of ten, which is okay. Yeah, it's good on the IGN. You're a little lower. You're a little lower than us. Well, because eight is great. I don't think it's great. I think it's good. On the
1: seven to ten scale, that means that Nintendo's holiday season was bad. It was very
2: bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm seven, I'm seven-ish too. But again, I've really? not, have I've not played even, SMT5, so. I
1: think it's pretty good. Like I've been playing, yeah. okay. I play all the consoles, right? I play Xbox a lot. I've been playing a lot of Forza. I've been playing Persona 5 on my PS5 because outside of Deathloop, it hasn't really felt like there's been much. Like yeah. I would give PS5's holiday an F, honestly. Uh, oh yeah, but I, I, then, yep. Yeah. And you look at Nintendo's holiday season. I feel like I've got so much to play at any given time between Mario Party, all these indies, uh, SMT Five. I really, really enjoyed Metroid Dread. Like I, like for a system that is in year four of its cycle and is mm. still continuing to generally push out good content well, at it's a midway really through its life solid cycle. cadence. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's been great. That's it's good holiday season for Nintendo. Okay. I think.
2: Yeah, I I think PlayStation had a had a very weak holiday season, but like uh, you know the double punch of uh, Forza and and Halo for Xbox is really strong. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the their biggest franchise, and then that is. Probably the best racing game ever made, all hitting within the the time span of a this month. Is and Xbox
1: then, trying to pull a Nintendo 2017.
2: Yeah, and then Honestly. they do they do have like I'm really enjoying Far Cry and and stuff like that. So they do have these strong, good looking third party titles as well. And like I'm still playing Psychonauts and stuff like that. Call too, of so, Duty so, Vanguard yep. is really bad this year.
0: I, like, I think Call of Duty very fun. were quite weak. I'm skipping them both. I'm skipping them both. Yep. Well, that's good because they're not on Switch anyway. So Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: was uh, our grading of the holiday Nintendo, excuse me, the Nintendo holiday season. I forgot to mention it's, uh, again, the Black Friday offerings, which is uh, a lot of their first party games are going to be $40 and they'll probably be less than that on places like Walmart because Walmart is sneaky and they'll just cut them right out. Also, the Nintendo Switch (laughs) bundle with Mario Kart is back. So if somebody doesn't have Mario Kart somehow, like maybe they just, I don't know, arrived on Earth. And people are still won.
1: buying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> it's, it's the attach
0: rate to that game is incredible, and this bundle certainly helps. So as far as uh Black Friday, they're doing all right. There's gonna be a lot yeah. of chances to get yes, Nintendo games of all time for on the cheap. So
2: And for people who've never owned a Switch who are probably not listening to the show, but right. um, you know, it's it's not the, the OLED version that's in the bundle. It is the longer battery version. Yes, and so Remember that the difference between the Switch OLED and the and the standard model is just the on the go experience. The screen is much much nicer. Yeah. Um, so if you plan to play a lot on the go, the SwOLED is worth shelling out the extra dough for. Waiting for otherwise Nobody talks about yeah, yep.
0: how much better that kickstand is. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your
2: kickstand
0: is fantastic great kickstand. yeah yep. big improvement <laughs> it's not a rickety terrifyingly uh fragile piece of rice paper that is holding up your 300 hundred dollar <laughs> video game system no it was not yep now we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the best games ever made in the history of the universe and today cat wow. is going to be regaling us with tales of super mario brothers 3. oh spoiler
1: alert no we were Talking a little bit earlier about Mario, and let me tell you, Super Mario Brothers has to be on this list because it's one of the most important games of the ever. And Super Mario Brothers Three more so has to be on this list because not only is it the best Mario game, not only is it the best Nintendo game, it is one of the best games ever made. It is freaking gorgeous. It is as AAA as you could possibly get in 1990. It dramatically increased the scope and the scale of Mario 1 and Mario 2, adding so many power ups, having so many world maps, having so many secrets to find. It holds up magnificently in this day and age. But more to the point, it is one of the tightest games I have ever played and continue to play. We talk about how tight Metroid Dread is. That's the case for Super Mario Brothers 3. These levels, each one is this tiny little miraculous gem of a wonderful design. And they're so varied and they're so interesting. Going from World 1, where you start out with kind of a normal thing, to World 4, where it's everything's gigantic. And you have the snow level and the the plant level. And then you get to World 8, where Bowser is apparently on the warpath. And you have these insane (laughs) tank and airship and naval levels. Right, it is Mario. This is Nintendo leaving it all on the table. Like they're just saying, "This is it. We're throwing everything in here." To the extent that Super Mario World, in some ways, was kind of regarded as lesser at the time, because it was almost like Nintendo was exhausted after throwing so much (laughs) into Super Mario Brothers (laughs) Three. Not only that, Super Mario Three Brothers Three is freaking hard, especially once you get to World Seven and World Eight. This game is one of the toughest Mario platforming challenges in the entire series. It's an exquisite, iconic Nintendo experience. And I think in my for my money, it just has never been better.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the uh, the video of Super Mario Brothers three, and it's making me want to play it so <laughs> I know I know right now. I'm thinking of all the great the fact that Mario would wear suits I don't know why, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, that just excited me so much. The fact that he would just wear a, a little costume and turn into a frog and have all the abilities. Now he's a raccoon. Now, and now a he's a brother. Now he's a tanuki. I don't know what that is, but it turns into a statue because I don't know anything about Japanese mythology. And there was really no way for me to find out in 1990. Yeah. And on top of the fact that it's some of the best sprites on the, um, on the N- NES. Um, and it is. It's massively difficult. It's just so fun. I I remember the lead. Oh, I forgot about the Hammer Brothers suit. That's another great one.
1: Rules. I was always getting, I would get the game genie and put in the Hammer Brothers code. I didn't ever want to be anything but the Hammer Brother.
0: (laughs) It's a great suit. mm -hmm. And then you have something like. Completely off the wall like Kurabu's shoe, which is just a giant shoe that you <laughs> bounce around in and not, you know, and, and not be uh One damaged level. by
1: spikes. Yeah. That's so much fun. Yeah. And and
0: that's my favorite, probably my favorite power-up in like any Mario game, because it's so absurd. It's just a giant uh Kurabu shoe, which is I think that's the Japanese name for Goomba, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's such a I mean,
2: you have to put it in the context of when it released too. companies weren't making side scrolling games that where you were able to go everywhere that, you know, if you go back to the original Mario Brothers, you can't go back. Right. It can't remember what's on the left side of your screen. And so you kind of have to forge ahead. And Super Mario Brothers 3 just doesn't go right and left it goes up and down in all these different directions and then creates this perfect playground where any power up changes the gameplay experience and then the, the kind of like the the presentation of the kind of like stage setup and everything with the uh, you know when you exit the level how you like literally exit the world and, and hit the block there it's just so well designed from beginning to end i'm Full disclosure, I'm more of a Super Mario World guy. Like that that game, to me, epitomizes uh, the Mario franchise when it comes to just kind of tweaking everything to such perfection. And the music, the sound, you know, obviously the power of the Super NES, making all those mode seven effects possible too is what endeared that game. But I'm also completely cognizant that it, just took everything that worked so well about Super Mario Brothers 3 and put a little bit more of a shiny coat of paint on it. And so you really have to appreciate uh, like Super Mario Brothers 3 just did so many things incredibly well.
0: Well, it's perfect that you mentioned Super Mario World because I was going to bring that up as one of the all-time greatest Nintendo games of all time. Mm -hmm. Maybe even a little bit better than Super Mario Brothers 3. I know, shocking, but... It's I couldn't really honestly, those people. decide. All the Mario
1: uh, World hipsters have taken over
2: uh-huh, the world. Uh-huh.
0: I, I, I mean, I, I will not deny that I have hipster tendencies. I'm looking at my vinyl collection right over here like <laughs> the biggest jerk. Most of them are video game soundtracks, okay? Um, <sighs> but yeah, Super Mario uh, World, just it was such an incredible introduction into the 16th. Bit era for many of us like me who were such Nintendo fanboys at the time. The idea of playing on a Genesis? Are you kidding me? I would <laughs> I would have rather been been dragged out into the street and uh, and and beaten savagely with a hose or something than to be seen <laughs> playing Genesis. So I held off. It, oh, I God, was I so was good. like, <laughs> look, I, I, it might be a surprise that I was such a fanboy, but uh, I held off. And then you know, my brother and I, we worked all summer uh, to. Raise the money to buy a Super Nintendo, and then we finally hooked it up. Your parents help you set it up, and mm-hmm. we put in Super Mario World, and it was like unbelievable. We had all these effects that we had never seen before. There's this, there's the transparency effects of the fog in the haunted houses. There Ooh. are all the like, uh, Pear was saying the Mode Seven effects, especially when you, uh, the clown car when yeah, when clown car is spinning yeah at the end yeah. There's the great Mode Seven effects that they just put every trick that they wanted to put in to sell the Super NES into Super Mario World. But on top of just being like the visual trickery and the impressiveness and colorfulness, uh, uh, you know, that was offered to it by the expanded color palette, things of that nature. It's just a great game. It's so fun. And it has all these weird, random Super Mario Brothers secrets that don't make any sense. Like uh, now, uh, what is it? When you beat the Star Road, it just turns into autumn and there's pumpkins and things around for some reason. Which, at the time that I played it and opened up that level of the world, it tricked me into thinking that the Nintendo somehow knew that it was October. <laughs> no, not, okay. <laughs> nope. Always looks the same. I was a kid at like, I mean, like the Yeah, but you, I, I was like, you, oh my God, the Super Nintendo knows. That it's no. the autumn now. need thinking. Yeah,
2: yeah. You you need to buy a disk drive add-on for <laughs> there to be a clock. No, but there's um, there are there's so many elements in Super Mario World that just elevated um beyond the the NES era Mario games for me. And the one is Yoshi. The right. concept. You know, you had to you had transformations what? before, and you had cool flying controls and all of that. But with Yoshi, it the game not only felt differently, like running into an enemy changed changed the game like having to recapture yoshi who's running away is such a brilliant concept you're not just taking a hit or losing him you have to like chase after him he could walk on things that mario couldn't walk on the way like pops the way pops enemies is just so satisfying but then the coolest thing is being able to get extra help by uh, extra height by jumping off yoshi to get to something like sacrificing yoshi Uh, (laughs) yeah you gotta come up with that stuff it's absolutely brilliant
1: be clear i think mario world is an exquisite game one of the finest platformers (laughs) ever made i loved it i still love it i still really enjoy playing it um if there's anything that annoys me it's that for some reason, Mario 3 doesn't seem to get its due anymore when people talk about Mario World. They're like, You're right. yeah, Mario 3 was great, but Mario World was better. And I say, maybe not, because if you look back at the development history, Mario World was actually, it kind of was under the gun to develop it. The development team weren't entirely happy with it. Miyamoto himself was not very happy with how Mario World turned out. And it's only in hindsight that we say, oh, wow, this game is incredible. But there are a few things that annoy me about Mario World, and I... I Kind of hate dragging it, honestly. But when I look at it, I go, okay, well, the environments are a little repetitive, especially compared mm. to Super Mario Brothers 3. I don't think the cape is as good as the Tanuki. No, is. I there will 100% power-ups. agree with you on that. Yeah. Barrero. And, and the levels themselves <laughs> just aren't as interesting or as challenging or as dynamic as the actual Mario 3 levels. Like Mario 3 to me is like the perfect. Uh, Kind of encapsulation of perfect Mario platforming design. Mario World is more about open ended exploration, especially with finding all the different secret exits and everything. The exits were so good. So much to find in this game, truly. Uh, It has different strengths, but like my preference is for Mario.
2: No, I, I totally understand that. I totally get the Mario Three over Mario World crowd too, but um, I, I think it it might also just have something to do with which game you played first, which game you played more, you know, which games your friends played, and like as somebody who really appreciated sound design in 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 uh, gaming machines, because I loved the Commodore sixty four SID chip before the Super NES. Um, a, I just really love the way the the tunes sound in Super Mario World, yeah. and like the the kind of fake instruments they created. They're they're so iconic now. When you hear like the the din stuff, oh it's the just, ragtime, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing love it. nothing sounds like that. It's not a they're not trying to make it sound like a piano. It's like it's it just sounds like Mario, and I I just I love
0: that game to pieces. Yeah, it's oh. definitely has the best ragtime soundtrack of any game. <laughs>
1: yeah the why doesn't mario sports? have that wonderful music anymore yeah once new super mario brothers came out the, the music got notably worse mario world's music was wonderful and yeah. i still love listening to it to this day
0: yeah it's great yeah um, well that's super mario uh, world should be on any top gaming list very close to the top <laughs> and it's up to you to decide whether it should be ahead of super mario brothers 3 I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put them at a tie there how's that. That's cheating. That's the coward's way out. But nice. All right. We're going to talk now to the audience. Because it's Thanksgiving and we know that everybody loves question block. So we have a mega Thanksgiving question block. Uh we took questions from the Facebook group and here they are to be answered now by the crew. So, guy El Nathan or Elnathan, not sure. Says, I've been waiting to hear the crew's thoughts on the original Super NES Mario RPG. In my opinion, it's a masterpiece, not only within the Mario RPG universe, but as an RPG in general. I really loved it and feel like all the games after it truly never lived up to its legacy. Truly a timeless classic. What does the crew think? I just want to say I have to bow out because I never played Super Mario RPG on the Super Actually, NES. You played it at least once. You played it once? I know you should play it at least. Oh, <laughs> I know it's on All my, right. uh, my NES super NES classic, which I yep. always handy by. So I, maybe the I'll first time
1: it. I ever played Mario RPG was during a sleepover in which we played through the entire thing over the course of the evening.
0: And what is that it, possible?
1: It's
2: yeah, it's, it's actually quite short. It's oh, very easy like to yep. Oh,
1: one Oh, the things that I like about a good RPG is when it's less than 10 hours.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. The good stuff. See, I, so, I, this was developed. Uh, with square correct yes So, okay i always just assumed that it was going to be an eighty eighty 80 hour rpg that
1: it's historically significant in the sense that this was the last real partnership between nintendo and square before they had their big breakup right square Mm -hmm. went over to the sony playstation and it's actually kind of remarkable how square took mario the concepts of mario and expanded on it so much in a way that felt really faithful to the mm. franchise still this feels like a mario game but it has a sense of humor the writing is really great it actually does really great stuff with peach i really enjoy how much more agency peach has it's almost like setting up her character development in mario odyssey if say it oh. that. Like, mm. they, f- they do fun things with bowser it is it's great the only thing i don't particularly like about it is i'm not a big fan of the the uh the bonus characters from square i don't like mallow and all of them and uh i didn't want them i don't i don't want gino and smash brothers sorry
2: <laughs> i'm i'm actually completely with you they always felt like they weren't from the same universe but i, I know there are lots of fans who like those characters because of this game and you know i like guy I, I hear you it's 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 a classic i love this and i remember when it came out i was thinking oh my god now square and nintendo are going to keep making these games they're going to get better and better just like final fantasy forever. got better over the years forever and ever and then burp, burp, right the great <laughs> the great Nintendo 64 developer exodus happened. And so when the sequel, a sequel was announced and intelligent systems obviously took over development on it. And I would argue that Paper Mario actually is the better game. And, you know, I get it. People have nostalgia for this title and they wanted it to continue like that. And Paper Mario is very, very different. You know, art style and, and combat and all of that is very, very different. But I think actually the direction it went to with Paper Mario is the better one. Um, and I like that game better. But I would I would absolutely love to see them try this again. And like, there's nothing that stands in the way of Nintendo doing this again, except for Pride. Yeah. Um, but like you know, is
1: you st- that what it is? You think it's don't, pride?
2: Don't you think if if Nintendo called up Mr. Square and said, "Hey, let's do another one," they they would like, of Start course them. they'd do it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But that breach really created a lot of hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, but o- Square you don't but, forget readily.
2: But you know? Oct- Octopath Traveler is the, on the system, and it looks True. beautiful. And yeah. like if they told oh, that they, team, they still work together. Yeah, they, if they told that team, how about we do a Mario RPG together and like mm, They got kind of, to be into it. They can if they, if Nintendo can figure out the finances with Ubisoft, I'm sure they can do it with one of their oldest allies.
1: Thousand Year Door
2: is the best one in
1: the
0: series. Can we agree on that?
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a confirmed classic Super Mario RPG that I have not played. But I have it in here. You should it's, play it. In- it's on the SNES, uh, SNES Now that I know it's yeah. only ten hours, I'm I'm actually very interested in Let's knock it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just do it is over. Is it on
1: it's on uh it's also on SNES online, right? On the switch. Yeah. I don't think
0: mobile?
2: so. I don't think so. I don't think that it oh. is. No, so no, I don't huge, think so. That's
1: that earthbound. Yeah. What an omission.
2: Yeah it's no, very it's right conspicuous there. absence.
0: Drag and drop yep. from Wherever, you know, whoever in Nintendo is the keeper of all of these files. Just, yeah, I know that's how easy it is. Just drag and drop it. I'm joking, of course. Mm -hmm. I know it it takes hard work. Uh, Joshua Timchin asked a question we actually touched a little bit on last week. What game should the game and watch should get the game and watch treatment for 2022? Metroid seems obvious, but maybe Kirby. And I think that Kirby would probably be a better fit. For the game and watch format, even than Metroid, but I would love to have both of them. But I'm now I'm thinking like a cute little pink one of these that has like cute little a cute little curvy mm-hmm. clock and maybe sucks up the numbers when the, the hour changes. How yeah. It's it's, it's a very it's a very small screen, right? So it it it
2: definitely it, you know some of the the racing games maybe aren't as easy to play on it as as these side scrollers, so I think Kirby or any game with large characters would be a really good choice um kirby Kirby would really work; they have a variety of titles to pick from with Metroid they could do the two n e s Metroid's and. Super Metroid? Is that asking too much? Is yeah, that you need sort Metroid, of... What Metroid do on there? Yeah, Metroid Metroid. Sort of horsepower um, and storage, not, not in the out. cards? CBA instead. Metroid Zero Mission. Okay, there you go. That'd be, that'd yeah. be really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. I haven't been following... I, when the, uh, the original Mario Game & Watch came out, I've, there's a uh, YouTube channel, I think it's called Stack Smashing, where he just instantly took it apart. and was like, oh, you can't hack this with a USB connection. Unless you do all these crazy complicated like electrical engineering things that he, you know, he got Doom running on it and things of that nature. But I haven't seen if the uh, Zelda Game & Watch is hackable yet. So I'm kind of, I'm thinking it's probably not. The USB everything, is only for power. There's no lines. Everything is the, hackable.
2: They'll unscrew the back and attach little wires. And well, yeah, that's what he them. did. He,
0: he's it's, mm-hmm. it's just pretty amazing. I highly recommend checking it out the channel, I believe, is called Stack Smashing. Um, mm hmm. It's very interesting. He was the first person to open it up and just make make it dance and do the things that he wanted.
1: I would be into a Kirby game and watch and Yeah, me, too. I actually sort of think that Kirby doesn't get enough respect.
0: I, I, go. I agree with you on that 100 percent. Yeah, Kirby's kind of Kirby's
1: Adventure and Kirby's Dream Land. Maybe yeah. maybe a couple others would be a great ad. Kirby's Adventure in particular. If Mario three is the best game on the original NES, Kirby's Adventure is up there. It's like one of the top five. Like, yeah. there's so it's so big, it's so pretty. There's so much to find, and yeah. Kirby himself is such a wonderful and dynamic character. Uh, adding in the conceit where he could swallow the enemies and then steal their powers, and being able to fly around, and of course, Kirby is an elder god, as we learned in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh-huh. So. Uh.
2: I hear yeah, I just feel like both the Kirby and the Yoshi series have have some high points, but also have some marked low points where it's not quite up to the Nintendo seal of quality. Whereas like Mario, I feel like even the worst Mario game is a great, great game, right? And like Kirby is uneven. And sometimes those secondary franchises, and maybe, maybe it's the HAL games, they can't decide whether they want to make a game for kids, or they want to also keep the old school gamers happy with some sort of difficulty yeah. um, to go back to. But I yeah. got
1: I got two more pitches.
0: All right, what do you got? Pokemon. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pokemon would be <laughs> that'd be big. Yeah.
2: But then you can't trade and all that.
1: No, no, you could trade with other gaming watches.
0: okay. So you do uh, support uh, that over the cable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. USB C to USB C connection, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and what then was, the, what was the other,
1: other one. The other one is Fire Emblem. You oh. Could, God. Uh, yeah. But put the Fire Emblem uh, you know, the original Fire Emblem on there and then maybe and <sighs> me out, gba fire emblem blazing sword with lynn and all of them
2: on there yeah. as well that would be yeah the gba the obviously gba we have to thank for actually making fire emblem a thing in the west right and like but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that nintendo will just go back and you know translate everything thracia all that and and
1: we need a remake of Genealogy of the Holy War. Yeah. That is yep. the one that everybody always... In Japan, that is the most popular one. That's the it's, one that everybody's like, oh, it's the best one.
2: So. I, have, I have all the cartridges in Japanese, and yeah, they're so... Oh, God, I love those games That's so much. the
1: entry from which all of Fire Emblem, as we know it today, basically mm-hmm. sprang from. So, yep. But Americans haven't played it, and I think Americans kind of deserve... We deserve to play this one. Dang it. Well,
0: we mm-hmm. have the first one. They translated yeah. it and it's
1: yeah. And I enjoyed it. Actually, it was like playing Dragon Quest, but in tactics RPG.
0: Yeah, I was actually it's thinking time. like my mind was racing. I'm like, oh, what if they partnered with the third party? It wouldn't make any sense. But wouldn't it be cool to have like Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest uh, game and watches hmm. or Final Fantasy Game and watches or you know ninja gaiden trilogy or well, mega We haven't Man even
1: 2. got the freaking final fantasy pixel remasters on the switch yet so <laughs>
2: exactly it's just not
0: powerful enough for this stuff <laughs> it's
2: just,
1: right it can't run
0: those uh rendering those fonts is, is just yep. too much <laughs>
1: oh my god it's the worst i got final fantasy 5 sitting on my switch or on my uh pc sorry i almost let it slip out there Oof. no um no I got Final Fantasy Five Pixel remaster sitting on my p c and I actually really want to play through that one because I've never finished it
2: oh so I
0: love that I'm game about that so yeah, good. A classic. I bought the first one on my phone uh Final Fantasy One and I was actually very pleasantly surprised with how it is it looks nice it plays it's fun it's just like mindless grinding uh on mm-hmm. my phone, which is all i all I need from life but you we can have play Final for... Fantasy
1: four the best one
0: no sorry that Go is ahead. that is a i don't know if I would say that was the best one, but it's a, a very so um, we have time for one more question. I'm trying to get one that's like, that's a real good. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Nico Fuglesong asks, hey, NVC, when do you think Mario Kart 9 will release? Did Nintendo will release it for the Switch or wait for the next system? For the next system. Waiting for point. the next system. And Mario Kart <sighs> 8 Deluxe just cannot be stopped. I'm pretty sure it's in the top 10 list of sell of games sold every month. And they don't even count the digital downloads. uh, They they just
2: like we as gamers may not think of it that way, but they gave us another Mario Kart, obviously, right? You just had to drive toy cars around your your, your apartment, right? So they did check in on the franchise, which to them probably is enough. And eight just keeps selling. And while it's doing that, they're not going to do a new one. I think the next system will launch with Mario Kart 9. Yeah,
1: that makes a lot of sense. Because Mario Kart 8 launching with the Switch, more so maybe even than Breath of the Wild ended up oh, yeah. being such a system seller because you I mean we were talking earlier about the attachment rate. It's yep. a perfect Switch game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It works perfectly in handheld mode. It's gorgeous, looks great on yeah. that screen. And it's a great party game. It is everything, yeah. it's like a proof of concept for the switch in a way that maybe even breath of the wild isn't.
2: It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a 10 out of 10 game for me. Like Patrick Coppins was asking like what Nintendo game are you most thankful for and I was really torn between Breath of the Wild because it mixes up everything and was very courageous in taking a different route for a Zelda game instead of just doing what they know they've done in the past and are good at. But Mario Kart 8 is I think the one for me because it's like it's so thoughtfully designed. It did all these great things. And then the deluxe edition brought back battle mode. And then we had these crossovers with Zelda and Animal Crossing and yeah. F zero. It's just, it's like the Smash Brothers of racing games and that it just celebrates all of Nintendo's greatest franchises oh, in yeah. one package. And it's just the control when, whenever some other, another company makes a kart racer, I always feel like like Mario Kart just did it right. And they all feel like they're kind of pale copies in some way. Not to say they're not good. That's why
1: I was going off on multiverses last week. I was like, look, you, you can try and be smash brothers, but that game has a feel to it. Yeah. It's 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 superficial. at best. Yeah. That's some free to play game. Just it's hard (laughs) for me to imagine. imagine.
2: Just, and, and and Mario Kart is like one of those examples where it is so accessible for everybody to play obviously you know there's the rubber banding mechanics and the kind of like the Mario Party you know bullet equalizer kind of thing um but but it's just like a really good player can do things like there's so much depth to the the drift system yeah. and and everything it's yeah it's just it's rare that you get a game this thoroughly designed and you know let's face it this game was designed and tweaked twice, right? It came right. out and was already great. And then it got made better with the DX edition. So, yeah. and then of course, Part, of part I,
1: 9 though, when it comes mm. out,
2: bring back Double Dash. Yeah, oh. that would be so great.
0: I would love that. I it really like, needs to be ultimate. I have to point out also that the music, uh, the like jazzy sort of rearrangements of, uh, of, of ac- existing Nintendo music is phenomenal. And Mm. probably some of those
1: courses are so fun. Like Mario Kart eight courses, the way that they use gravity and everything. And people say, I'll bring back F zero in so many ways. Mario Kart eight. I did it in its own weird way.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) unfortunately we are out of time for this week for this very special holiday episode where we all shared a little bit, learned a little bit and laughed a little bit. That's uh, but that's it. That's all the time we have for NBC this week. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at NBC podcast, submit your questions to NBC at IGN.com or on the post on the NBC Facebook page. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, so I don't have to thank them, but I do want to thank red on the ones and twos and Logan behind the scenes. Most of all, thanks to you for hanging out with us. Remember NBC is the only place where you can get the thing. Get the st- yeah.